this is the straight dope. I had to take down the file that was posted yesterday because there were some audio issues. And while that gets cleaned up to be reposted, decided to put this in there and say that was taken down for a sec, but it's coming back, the conversation with Frank and I. There was a couple mistakes with dates, but really we pulled it down because there was, um, the volume was, was way too high on one of the mics, so it kind of sounded amplified and scratchy. And that's being removed because there was another audio source that had a better sound file. So that's that. The mistake that was there that I caught was the dates for the Cameo classes. The Cameo classes that we're offering, and I'm not going to go into detail because you can listen to that podcast, but knowing that, that the dates on that podcast are going to be wrong, uh, the ones that are officially official are May 18th to 20th, June 16, or June 15 to 17, July 20 to 22, August 17 to 19, September 21 to 23, and October 19 to 21. Those are the, those are the formal dates for the Cameo classes. Those are three-day classes, and there may be two-day options because they, are, um, they extend into the weekend. Some people might not be able to make the first day so, or, or the last day, depending on which day of overlap with the weekend it is. And so I'm considering doing that. Uh, if, if you have any thoughts like, oh, I might consider it, but I would have to only come for Saturday, Sunday, email chris at riflecraft.com. Let me know how that is going. So what I'm going to do now is I've got this coaching program and haven't talked about it very much, but it's been going on and I've been coaching people, but I do have a platform and a group. Now the people that I coach, it's one-on-one and they get direct one-on-one training, measurement, analytics. Then I have a Zoom call with them once a week and we talk about their specific things that go along with that. But another part of the coaching program is that there are weekly Zoom meetings where four to five, four to six people get together and we talk about more general concepts and we share ideas and we don't really shoot anything down. We talk about possibility. We talk about different ways of looking at things, different ways of thinking about it, and then troubleshoot those and and really go into detail kind of sharing ideas and trying to figure out what might help our particular situations, knowing that we're all different and we're all unique. Because sometimes the application really does change what you're trying to accomplish. And sometimes it's, it's hard to get out of your box to see that there might be another way that'll optimize the way that you do it. And so what I'm going to do here is because they're all recorded and for those guys, I put transcripts and outlines, notes, details for them that they can extract from that and then pull what they want to into their personal program on the coaching platform. I do record that. And so I'm going to put in like an eight or nine minute segment of one of those conversations. And I just grabbed it right out of the middle. And, and this is kind of uh, you know, this particular one, they do it Tuesdays, and then we have another optional kind of makeup one if you can't make the Tuesday on Thursday, even though the topics don't always go in the same direction. It's fun to be able to share what, what, what came out of those with those people. So you, you can kind of hear how that goes. And, and I think it's, it's interesting. It's very informative, and, and it's been universally loved by these guys to the point where, you know, it's, it's, it's a really fun time because we get to know each other. It's a small group. 
and, and, and most of them didn't know each other before because they're spread out all over the place. And yet it's open and accepting, welcome, and it, it, it kind of lightens dark areas and takes away some of the, the fear of being able to say, like, man, I can't figure this out. Or what, you know, what would you do? Or what do you think this would do? Or what do you think that would do? And, and then um, we kind of think tank it rather than say, this is the way, this is the answer that, that's often uh, heard when, when people ask questions. Um, and so to me, it's kind of a win-win and hopefully we'll have the ability to talk about some of their success through this season and um, their performance gains over time from doing a program like this. I'm sure I'll talk about it a lot on this podcast as the season rolls out, but because it's kind of preseason now, uh, all the results that are that are positive aren't through competitive results or hunting results or or, or uh, work related results. Uh, they're just training results. So that is pretty cool. If you, if you want to know more about it, email Chris at riflecraft.com or you can go to riflecraft.com and check out the cohorts or the coaching program. Also, another thing on the other podcast is that Snipers Hide has completely revamped their website and the team that built that site out rebuilt a completely new section. And I encourage everybody to go to snipershide.com and up on the top bar, there's Hide TV. When you click Hide TV, it takes you to a whole complete new section. And in that section, you can subscribe to channels. And right now there's a Riflecraft channel and it's not really populated with anything but Frank and I's uh, live chats. And then there's the Sniper's Hide. Those are going to be essentially online schools with videos, meetings, mini classes, uh, seminars, and a variety of things. And they're going to be offered through there. And if you subscribe and come back to it, uh, some of it's going to be free, some of it's going to be subscription, and some of it's going to be paid for you know, one time and you get access to it forever. But it's going to be a really cool one-stop shop for multiple channels, multiple perspectives. So if you like the Riflecraft perspective, subscribe to the channel, come to that. If you want to talk to Chris and Frank, uh, Frank works with Mark. If you guys want a Mark channel, uh, and I understand that there's a couple other programs and schools that are going to be offering their stuff through there. So it's going to be kind of a one-stop shop for everything that you need, hunting, shooting, competing, working, and just being a rifleman. So go to Sniper's Hide and go to the TV. And then in that TV tab, there will be options. It's built out. We just haven't populated it with SHOT Show coming up. It's been busy for the whole industry. But within the next month, those will start going live with features that you can follow, get involved with, participate, join, subscribe, and it's going to be really, really cool. I'm super excited about that, and I'm really excited to share that and to release all the stuff that we've worked on this whole last year to make this possible. I think that's badass. If you like the podcast, go to riflecraft.com and become a subscriber and a supporter, and I want to thank Mile High Shooting Utah Air Guns for supporting this podcast. They are pretty fantastic. Go to milehighshooting.com, utahairguns.com, and check out what they have. There's always deals, there's always discounts, but they only really carry the best stuff. So 
when you're talking about getting the right equipment, just get the best stuff and stop worrying about it. Start working on your skill sets. They're a good place to go. So like it, share it, and let's get this stuff back on the ball. And here comes that chat with the group. Now, I just want you to think about the shooter. You know their craft drill is 0.4. You know the target that they were shooting at was 0.6. You know the stage was four positions, 12 shots. And they got nine out of 12 timing out before the last two shots. Um, I don't want to have any one person talk too long, but what's your, what's your first impression of not what they've screwed up, but how are you going to make them better? Tell them to get a little more stable. So we got one option, stability. It sounds to me like he needs to work on uh, movement. We're going to go into discussing all these, but, but yeah, what, like if you were like, okay, I think I could help you a little bit. Um, you know, so now we have, let's work on stability. Let's work on movement. But I want you to pick one, kind of one thing. Like what's the thing that you think is going to change their performance on this stage? I mean, the truth is we'll never know. We'll never know, but we could speculate because there's nothing wrong with speculating. But there's also like it would be like completely irresponsible to say, I know why you missed his third shot, but um, <laughs> but you could speculate all you want to. And then I guess it depends on how well you defend it, you know, because we know something about their stability shooting. And we know something about the size of the target that they're shooting at. It's not excessively large, but it's not excessively small. 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6. I mean, you know, let's say it's between 300 and 900 yards, you know, it measures 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6. Like that, that seems like a reasonable size target. Um, what, before we talk about this, let's, let's point out the two things that everybody's already pointed out. First of all, um, they have one miss, right? So they hit eight out of nine, eight out of nine shots equals impact, right? So from a 75% hit percentage, they still have a pretty good um, shot taken percentage is better than that, right? I mean, obviously you're going to be judged on this, and so you want to bring up your overall score. Um, if somebody builds a position and they go shoot, shoot, miss, what, what are some likely causes of that? Well, I'll tell you my cause of that. Sometimes I'm moving too fast and I'm almost leaving my position before I've finished my follow through. Okay. So anticipation, like you're, you're on, you're on. So you're so confident you're on. I'll take the shot and I'm almost leaving too early and it's a miss, but then that causes me to slow down and hit the next shots all the way through to like number nine, you say. Um, okay. Well that, that, but that's a, that's a good thing to point out. And, um, and I, I know I've done that before, so I'm glad you, you thought of that. What's another reason that somebody misses, you know, their first position and the third one to miss? It's running the bolt too fast and canting the rifle. Okay. Can't. That's a good one. All right. So, right. So, so what's happening when, when you can't the rifle is that, um, you know, I guess if I was going to simulate what I thought repeated shot as the rifle bent over. If you hit here, 
and then you canted it a little bit, you would hit here. And then if you canted a little bit, you would hit here. And then if you canted a little bit, it would hit here. And it would continue to go to the direction you were canting it in and also drop lower and lower every time. And so I could see somebody being excited, almost doing this that you're doing already. You're anticipating it. You're thinking about you're going to get up, you're going to shoot and move, and you push the scope over or you tip the rifle over because you're already moving in that direction. That seems plausible. Um, but can't would be the thing that would solve that. So you would be, before you shot, you would look at your bubble level. Any other reasons why somebody might shoot, 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 miss? Bag shifted. It he, he, he could have been that he didn't see where he was hitting, right? Okay, thought, yeah, that's kind of what I was going at, right? That's what I was, I was pitching. I was waiting for somebody to say that. Um, so, so, you know, he could be edge, 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 and then the wind just picked up a little bit, and now he misses. Gotcha. Right, yeah. so, and that's, that's actually why I put the craft group here, because if, if this shooter has a consistent craft group of 0.4 and this target 0.6 if 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 their circle is perfectly centered any shot's going to go somewhere in that circle but if it's not perfectly centered even if the wind didn't change statistically their shots are going to go in that circle and so if you can't see where you're hitting or you can't read the plate moving if you keep shooting some of them are going to go off the plate and it could have been it could have been that because that group, you don't know where it's going to go. It's going to go somewhere in that group. And we think of point of aim as a static pinpoint, but it's not. It's, it's the center of a bracket that our capability can maintain. And we don't, you really don't know where that is with one shot or two shots, you know, or even three shots, but you can adjust that bracket. But you're right. Yeah, if you shoot and your bracket's hanging off the target, um, at some point, a shot's going to go off it, even if nothing changes as far as weight. Okay, so that's this one. And we don't know, we don't know why they missed, right? <laughs> uh, those, are, those are great reasons, though. That third shot, it'd be different if it was the first shot, right? Mm-hmm. Because that could be uh, he read the wing wrong or... Not, not in yeah. the bracket, especially being 0.4 against 0.6. Yeah. I mean, it, and we could say something about, I mean, because he could have read the wind wrong anyway, and that's why half the bracket is off the target. Right. But it's not by much. And so if you knew what the edge deviation was, you just pull that into the target. So it could have something to do with wind, which is why, the, you know, we want to keep that in consideration. Could have been the bag shift for sure. Like, if it's settling, 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 your point of impact could be shifting. Rushing. Yeah. Seeing the target, you know, sometimes you can see where you hit and sometimes you can't. And if you can't see where you hit and you have no way to adjust, if you hit it and there's nothing that you could do, well, at least you hit it. If you miss it, sometimes it's like, oh, sweet. Now I know, you know, I hit it. I missed it. I got to scoop my bracket over a little bit. But you could also adjust the wind accordingly. Oh, it's a mile an hour or less now cool and then you know instead of 10 miles an hour nine miles an hour and you carry that nine mile an hour hold to the other targets and hit them all <clears throat> um i like this anticipation one a lot because um if we don't practice 
that'll get us because you're thinking ahead. You're not thinking about being in the moment. On the other hand, you have to finish it and then get up and haul ass. Otherwise you're slow. Right. And we already know that time is an issue for the shooter. Right. So if you were going to help them get more points, which of these areas or is there overlap? 